Hey everyone, before we get into this episode, I wanted to take a couple minutes to discuss what's been going on with George Floyd and the protests that are currently taking place throughout the United States. I'm not a political person, I don't like sharing my political beliefs online, but I am somebody with a platform, and what comes with a platform is an obligation to continue to try to spread peace, positivity, and bring you know hope and education as best as I can. Unfortunately, I think when we see on social media and the news, so much of this protesting isn't actually focused on protesting. 95% of the news coverage is reliant upon the looting. A few bad apples that are going to businesses, smashing their windows, taking everything they can, and lighting them on fire. And I think it's unfortunate that the media is really losing the message behind these protests in an attempt to hold people's attention and in an attempt to gain profits from it. I ask that you take a moment to reflect that 99% of the people out there are there for positivity and change. As someone who is a half-white, half-Hispanic male and grew up in a very white, middle-class area, I've never had to, I don't understand and I probably never will have to experience what it's like to get pulled over and fear for my life. Whereas our brothers and sisters in the black community experience that on a regular basis. I ask you, if you're not somebody from that community, that you put themselves, put yourselves in, them, in their shoes and understand where they're coming from. They don't want violence. Those people that are committing violence are not the people that are reflectant for change. I ask that you take a moment to understand where they're coming from, empathize with them, and do the best that you can to support change. There should not be people losing their lives on the sole basis because there is a police officer with bias towards their skin color and they react in a manner differently than somebody of a different skin color. Make sure you are doing your best to try to raise awareness, spread positivity, and most importantly, support your black brothers and sisters. We are a community and we need to support the people in our community that are hurting the most. If that's not something you would want to happen to you, why is it okay to let it happen to other people? And if you're somebody who disagrees with this message, I ask that you never listen to my podcast again because we will not accept a community that is not focused on bringing other people up. If you took the time to listen to this, know I appreciate you and I really hope you enjoy the value that comes from this episode with Brendan Rogers, the co-founder of Wag the Dog Walking app and has now transitioned into 2AM Talents and Ventures. Thank you so much. Wake up. Wake up. It's time to get in the zone. Zone. The Race Rat Podcast talks about everything and with anyone to help you grow your brand and business. Here's your host, Evan Shepard. Hello, everyone, and I want to welcome you back to this episode of the Race Rat Podcast. We have a really awesome guest on the show today. It's Brendan Rogers. If you don't know who he is, he is the guy who co-founded WAG, the dog walking app. And I was really surprised because when I first came across his profile on LinkedIn, he had one of those trending posts and I clicked on it and then I wanted to see, because I liked his post, I wanted to see what his profile was about. And I realized that he had co-founded WAG, which I remember like back in high school, I was like, oh my God, that's actually like a brilliant idea. So I knew I had to get him on the show and to really share his experience. So Brendan, thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you so much for the wonderful intro. <laughs> You're welcome. 
So Brendan, I want to know, you know, I want to know a little bit about you, you know, as you grew older, as a young adult, what led you to, you know, develop not only WAG, but also 2AM Talents and the other things that you're up to now today? Yeah, so um, great question. So I, um, when I was growing up and when I was in college, I loved playing sports and I loved being on teams and just really kind of going through the ups and downs of, um, of being on a team where people are like super passionate about what they're doing. And I wasn't really ready to like go into like the workforce where I had to, you know, sit in a cubicle or just like, you know, wear a suit and tie or whatever. I just love being on teams and startups is like very correlated to that. You know, you start with um, a couple people and then you hire more people and everybody works really, really hard on um, the mission and the vision of the business. And it was something that like I fell into and, I just like really love. Um, so that's how I really started getting the startup bug and really wanted to create my own destiny and, and be like, you know, my own CEO and stuff like that. Um, and in terms of WAG and what I'm working on now, um, you know, with WAG, um, it was, WAG was created during a time where like the gig economy was really taking off. You had companies like Instacart and Uber and Lyft Airbnb just like really like we're up and to the right with new adopters and you know people are just really taking a liking to like pressing a button and getting you know that product or service in real time um and I noticed that there was a gap with pets where people in LA specifically where we launched WAG where everybody has a pet in LA and typically people usually I feel like get you know, married later on in life in these, you know, dense cities and there's so much traffic in LA and it's really hot and dogs are stuck inside all day. So why not connect uh, dog walkers to pet parents? And um, I think LA was one of the perfect places to launch um, as well as because a lot of people have like side hustles and like different types of jobs. So walking dogs, getting exercise and being outside um, is something that um, I think a lot of people enjoy. Absolutely. Um, I totally remember like when I was, I think it was, I think it was towards the end of like high school and I hadn't had like an actual job yet. Cause I played sports and stuff through high school. And I remember I came across WAG at like, I heard about it on the app store or Instagram or something like that. And I was like, that's like a really, not only like a really like smart idea because there's a lot of people who work and you know they need their dogs walked or and also people that, like you mentioned that are just trying to like earn extra income it really matches the two together and i remember i came across i was like oh i gotta sign up for that um you. yeah so i want to know like you know as you progress through college and you decided you wanted to like do a startup like what was your thought process behind okay I have this idea. I have this group of people that I can work to implement this idea. How do I find investors who will also believe in the idea? Yeah. So, um, you know, one way to, you know, find investors. And I think what a lot of other uh, startup founders do is they first, uh, you know, ask their friends or family for some, like for some money um, in exchange for some equity in the business. And I think that is just, through obviously people that you're close with and that you trust. But um, in terms of like, you know, once you've kind of passed that threshold or maybe you don't go down that avenue, 
finding investors is, um, you know, somewhat difficult, but more so there's more resources now to find people that love investing in startups. So there's platforms, obviously, like LinkedIn, you can search for uh, keywords like angel investor or investor with like, you know, a location and you can see people that pop up that invest in startups. You can go on, um, you know, platforms like AngelList where you can see what investors are investing in startups. So there's like a lot of more resources now to actually identify who these investors are. Um, but, you know, one thing that I like to tell aspiring entrepreneurs and founders is once you do find these angel investors, um, you want to approach and you want to reach out to these um, individuals with more so seeking advice rather than really asking for, for capital right away. You want to basically build a relationship with these investors and you want to, um, you know, build that relationship over time. And my saying is like, if you ask for money, you get advice, but if you ask for advice, you get money. And I think that's really true because uh, on the investing side, you know, these investors are taking a huge risk. Um, startups are very risky. Uh, I don't know the exact percentage, but a lot of them fail and a lot of startups that even raise capital still fail. So um, you want to build a relationship over time. You want to pr provide updates on your business. You want to ask for advice. You want to um, like really just create that trustworthy relationship um, as you think about, you know, going to find investors and stuff like that. But to reiterate, I think LinkedIn and AngelList are great ways to identify who investors are. And I think that if you can network uh, with other founders and entrepreneurs um, and have them introduce you to maybe investors in their network, that's another great avenue to find and engage with new investors that you don't know. Absolutely. Um, when it came to facing adversity, when it came to um you know, whether it was 2AM talents, whether it was, you know, building WAG, would you say the most adversity came um, with your own like personal side of things? Or would you say it came with trying to really create what you wanted and make sure that other people were brought along the way? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. I think that like, you know, given uh, the example for WAG is, you know, the service itself, we basically connected pet parents to dog walkers. And we were providing this platform where walkers had to go into someone's house when they were there or not, which is a huge barrier to entry. Um, you, we had to gain the trust and the safety of, of these pet parents. And I think that was a, a, a huge wall to get over. And then second, we're taking their fur babies, you know, these, you know, dogs are a part of people's families and lives and putting them into the real world, which anything can happen. Um, so that was, uh, you know, those are massive barriers that we had to overcome and, and really continuously in our marketing and in the quality of the walkers and the quality of the customer service really provide that white glove service of, you know, this platform is an, an amazing, trustworthy and, and safe uh, platform. Um, and then, in, you know, for myself, WAG and my new business now, like, um, you know, you face a lot of different challenges. I think first with WAG, it didn't grow as quickly 
as it did after the after like you know a lot of testing iteration after the first you know second and third year so wag really grew slowly at first and it was like figuring out like who is our target customer who can benefit from the service and just really iterating off of the data on figuring out who our target customer is and then you know with my business now um my recruiting business it's more so working with startups that um you know want to hire specific roles and just figuring out like you know does my company uh working with earlier stage startups rather than late stage startups just really as well figuring out who my customers are and stuff gotcha what made you um want to transition a little bit like what made you also want to start your new business like why what what struck you about the recruiting side of things so um when i um i for my for wag and my previous business for that i um i took on the responsibilities of recruiting and i think that with me the the last like two years of of my time at wag i was you know really asked to start hiring engineers and designers and product managers and i felt like my skill sets of who I am as a person really correlates well with recruiting. And I actually just really enjoyed it. Um, you know, before recruiting at WAG, I did a lot of the operations and customer service and, you know, I enjoyed that, but I feel like my skill sets and my talents really correlate to recruiting and, and culture and, and stuff like that. Um, so I, um, you know, I spent over five years at WAG and it was an amazing ride that I'm, extremely grateful for is one of the best experiences of my life. But when I left, I wanted to um, do something where obviously I had a lot of experience in and, and where I built my network around and um, something that I can essentially start right away where there's not that much overhead costs and it's very scalable and I can create like a distributed model of uh, having recruiters in different areas. So um, as I was building my personal brand in the last like year and a half, um, and when I left WAG, I decided that like the next step um, should be starting a recruiting firm and focusing some of my intention on that. Absolutely. Um, a lot of my listeners are similar to my age, like they're college students, they're fresh out of college. And a lot of them, the path that they want to take is being able to work for somebody for a little bit, figure out the ins and outs of whatever industry that they want to then go off and venture and do it on their own. What would you say as far as, you know, getting started on that path? What would you say are like some of the most important skill sets and character traits? Yeah, I would say like definitely um, identify yourself with like what your hobbies and what you like and what you're passionate about and try to find businesses that um, are correlated to what your hobbies are or, or whatnot. Um, but I would like start at a business where say you're not a specific um like say you're not an engineer but you're more of like a jack of all trades type person maybe you you know do marketing or product or design and maybe you don't know exactly what you want to do but maybe you're not like you're figuring out like what you like what your skill sets are um i would recommend like going to a go to a startup specifically find a startup that you think is really cool passionate um identify that startup you can go on angel list you can like you know read just like TechCrunch or just like these random tech blogs 
and I would use LinkedIn and I would reach out to these individuals that started these companies, especially if it's like more of like an early stage company, I'd introduce yourself and maybe you saw an open position for like, a, you know, a, a marketing role or a product role and it's like more junior. So, um, you know, I would reach out to those individuals and, and tell them that you're interested in the role. But what's cool about startups is that you can join a, a business that is early you know, enough along where you don't need to be an expert in one specific field. You can like really figure out like what you're good at and you can do a bunch of different things and figure out like, oh wow, like I really enjoy this and I really excel at that. Um, like for me, I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't start in startups doing recruiting. That was something that I, it fell on my lap and I really enjoyed it. So like, and I've seen a lot of times where people will join startups and they'll join as like a marketing person, but actually they love design and then they go down the design route. Um, so like, those would be my, like, that's how I would identify it. Um, so yeah, hopefully that helps. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Like being able to just integrate yourself and, and really figure out like, cause if you do want to go off and start your own thing, then you kind of have to have an understanding about, you know, every little aspect of things, at least a general list of it. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you mentioned building a personal brand. Um, I have like a lot of my listeners and followers, they'll reach out to me and they'll tell me that the one thing that they're like most afraid of is like friends and family, like being judgmental about them, kind of putting themselves out there. I think we're kind of in an era where um, personal branding is really important and really fun for a lot of people, but it's also terrifying for like younger people as well. What would you say as far as like, you know, them trying to get themselves out there a little bit, building a bit of a personal brand, what would you say are some of like the most useful things to like overcome negative feedback or like that sort of adversity? Yeah, I would say that like, you know, obviously LinkedIn is a great place to build your professional brand um, and your personal brand on LinkedIn. I would say that um, to overcome a lot of the negativity around it, what, you know, people in your family may think, whatever the case may be is, but you have to ask yourself, like, how bad do you want to build your career, build your brand network and get to that next step in life? And um, for me, I was sort of in that same boat where I, you know, I started posting on LinkedIn because I had a really, you know, interesting story getting into Silicon Valley and startups, but I used LinkedIn as a, almost like a platform for me to like vent and talk about my journey. Um, but I would just, you know, I don't think there's an exact answer. I think that you just need to ask yourself, am I comfortable in the current state that I'm in? And am I growing as an individual? And am I growing in my career? And if I'm, and if you're not, then I would, you know, you have to really take that first step and just, and just try and, and reach out to people and your personal brand especially now I personally think is the most, especially if you're right out of school, building your personal brand from day one is like, it's, it's so important because doors will open that you never thought existed and everybody has a story and everybody is unique in their own way. And I think that everybody has an opportunity to, to grow. And I feel like if you're not building your personal brand, you're doing a huge disservice to yourself because you like hit a ceiling and um, if you're not networking and if you're not 
you know, reaching out to people, then you're basically like, you stop growing. Absolutely. And I can relate a lot to that. Like, especially when you said like doors opening and everything, like, you know, there's a time in everybody's life where they, they feel complacent and they feel like they're like not doing enough or like something more is like talking to them. And I can relate to that a lot. Um, I remember I started my podcast about a year ago and it was pretty difficult at first because, you know, being like 19 at the time and like, you know, wanting to start a podcast and talk to, you know, entrepreneurs and investors and all this sort of stuff, you know, there was obviously a lot of feedback when it came to, you know, my age, my ability, being young, you know, that sort of thing. And as, as Brendan mentioned, it really opened up so many opportunities to me. Like I've met so many people just by being able to interact with them and interview them and, you know, not only gain a lot of experience firsthand, um, but really just being able to meet so many people. And if I had not, you know, overcame the, the, my handshaking trying to publish like the first episode, then I would have never been able to like got to where I am today. Um, and hopefully further in the future. Um, a question I really like to ask my um, guess is something they wish they could tell themselves like in their teens or their early twenties. Uh, like one piece of advice that like, if they knew that it probably would have helped them a bit, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I would say there's two things I would say for sure. Start building your personal. I, I wish I built my personal brand earlier in my career. I'm 32. Now I really started networking and really started reaching out to people when I was, you know, 30, mid 30, or yeah, like 30 years old. I wish I did that earlier on. I wish I, you know, kept in touch with more people that I've met in my 20s. I wish I was more, put myself out there more, et cetera. The second thing that I wish that I think I should have done more of was I wish that I had more work-life balance. And for me, my startup career thus far has like consumed my life. And I think that like all I did was my startup, all like that I was representative as is my startup. And I think that, yeah, you want to be passionate. You want to be scrappy. You want to grind. You want to, you know, you got to give it everything you have. Startups are extremely hard. But I think that there's a specific shelf life for people that have that mentality and they burn out and they can't progress and they can't grow. And for me, my creativity and my way of thinking, and I think that from a, me a mental perspective and just kind of like a, a well-balanced perspective is that now I, you know, take, you know, an, you know, an hour to go work out or I, you know, if something is not working in my favor, I don't really like, you know, take it to heart. You know, my life's, you know, not going to be over if this one thing doesn't work out or whatever the case may be. Um, before I was very much like consumed by this one thing. And I think I, I didn't have the balance. So I would encourage people to, you know, be super passionate, be super scrappy. You've got to do whatever it takes. But at the same time, you also have to like lift your head up and be like, you know what? I need to step away from this. I need to go 
you know, work out. I need to go do a hobby that I love to do. I need to go do whatever, you know, do something that is not that and then come back to it. And then you're that much more energized. You're that much more creative. Absolutely. And I, I can vouch for that like tenfold. Like when you first get started in something, you're super excited about it and you just want to do it like all the time. And there's also kind of, I guess, a mentality out there that you need to be working on things 24 seven. And it's really fun in the beginning, but as you like progress through things, you know, if you find yourself in a place where you're like not enjoying it as much as Brendan mentioned, it's really important to be able to take a step back from that. Like I remember I first started, I wanted to put out, I was like, I'm going to put out a podcast episode daily. And then I was after like two weeks, I was already like, okay, this is like a ton of work. I feel miserable. Okay. I'm going to cut it back to twice a week. And then, you know, after that, you know, balancing school and a job and stuff too, um, you know, I found it very hard to like find people to interview on like a Tuesday and a Thursday, right? So then you cut it back to like once a week. And although it possibly could have like slowed the progress behind that, I found that I enjoyed it so much more. And I found that the quality of my podcast grew a lot better as well. And even though I had to take a step back from maybe the go, go, go of things a bit, uh, it really, it really helped the podcast overall in the long run. And also importantly, it helps yourself sort of reset and really find the passion behind it. And, you know, sometimes, yeah, like Brendan mentioned, you're going to find yourself in a rut. You need to go work out. You need to go on a hike. You need to like sleep an extra hour, you know, on a Sunday morning, little things like that to like kind of get you out of a funk. Um, and then I wanted to ask uh, about 2AM Talents. I found the name interesting. Why, why 2AM? I think I have an idea, but I, I want to know from you directly. Um, so uh, like my, so I do I angel invest as well too, and I'm raising a fund called 2AM Ventures and 2AM Talent is my recruiting firm. And um, the reason why I named it that is because the best investors that I've ever worked with in the world and the, the employees that I love working with are people that are a, from an investor perspective, if shit hits the fan and your back's against the wall, you can call these people at any time of the night and they're there to answer. They're there to help because they're such value add uh, investors. And I think on the employee front is, um, you know, the best people that I've worked with are people that are just so passionate and they believe in the core values and the mission of the business that like, you know, if things hit the fan um, as well, that like, you know, they are, you know, people will be up and can help if there's, you know, any bugs in the code or anything that needs to be done. If, you know, say the app went down at 2 a.m. in the morning, like people are just like, like they, they're passionate enough to like, not just think, oh, you know, forget this. You know what I mean? So I have a per, I've had a lot of personal experiences with um, things happening all hours of the night and, and uh, just working with great, amazing people that I'm super grateful for. So that's uh that's how i came up with the name and um yeah i, I appreciate the comment yeah uh, you know people ask me that all the time like why did you name it that um but thank you for asking yeah of course i thought it was interesting i was like 2 a.m like that's not something you hear very often <laughs> and um so we've talked a lot about you know what it was like for you to get to where you are now i want to ask what is it because obviously to get to where you are you have to have a very strong personal will and a very strong vision and motivation um i want to ask where 
you want to take things further, uh, not just in your own personal life, but as far as helping other people to your business? Yeah, I think that like, um, you know, I, right now there's a, just like a huge opportunity for, I think now more than, um, you know, when I got into startups in like 20, 2010, um, I think there's a huge opportunity though to really like build your, your personal brand, but more so like also network and really start at a younger age where you have all of these platforms and all this opportunity where, you know, it's free to start a LinkedIn account. It's free to start a TikTok account. It's, you know, it doesn't, it, there's a lot of things are at your fingertips and it's really yours for the taking. So, you know, I, I just encourage people and I speak to a lot of founders and entrepreneurs and people that like are thinking about starting a business, maybe they're thinking about joining a company because they're right out of school and they want to get some experience. But I personally believe that personal branding and networking um, from day one, I think is the most important thing that you can do because as we're experiencing like, you know, crazy times right now, there's all these like, you know, layoffs and unemployment is skyrocketing. Um, nobody can take your personal brand away from you and nobody can um, take away your experiences and everybody is unique in their own way and everybody has a story. And I think that no matter if you, you know, are, you have a really successful company or if you've never even started a company, I think that everybody is unique and everybody has a story that they can tell and everybody can build that brand. And I think if you look at it from like, you may not see any ROI right away and that's totally okay, but you're planting all of these seeds so you can fall back on your network. You can fall back on your brand. Um, so that's what I encourage people to do and whatnot. Absolutely. Uh, so Brendan, where can my listeners, you know, if they want to get in contact with you or they just want to be able to follow you and learn more about your story, where can they find you? Like what's the best place to? Yeah. So, um, LinkedIn, you can just, uh, reach out to me. It's Brendan Rogers on LinkedIn. Brendan P Rogers is the handle, but, um, I'm on LinkedIn. I don't use multiple platforms. Um, I'm not, uh, I have my own thesis on that, but I think that you should go to the platform where you can provide the most value. Um, and I think that given my story and my background, I think LinkedIn is the place where I have at least the most amount of people that are interested in what I have to say. Uh, so feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Feel free to message me on LinkedIn, follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm uh, and would love to connect with everyone. Awesome. Brendan, I appreciate you coming on. Really interesting conversation and just a lot of value provided and insight with everything. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a blast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another kick-ass episode of the Race Rat Podcast. Make sure to leave an awesome review and follow us on social media if you enjoyed. Now get off your phone because it's time to work.